0: The Dental Download Podcast is your source for insight into dental school, conversations with dentists, specialists, and leaders in the industry. With new episodes every Monday morning, I'm your host, Haley Schultz. Let's get into this week's episode. Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Dental Download Podcast. For our intro this week, it's going to be another short one because I'm coming off of spring break. I spent half of it visiting my boyfriend in Indiana. We do the whole long-distance thing with me in dental school at Michigan. And then I went to New York City for a long weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then left Sunday morning and drove back to Ann Arbor once I got back to Indiana, so still a four-hour drive, back to school and I was able to kind of settle in and everything and prepare for the week ahead, the week that you're listening to this episode. I don't have too much going on in terms of assessments or anything. I have a quiz on Monday for our Diagnostic Sciences class, the Monday that you're listening to this episode on another module, and then throughout the week, I have a few things going on for the Cosmetic Dental Society. We have a speaker coming in to do a hands-on Tutorial session about composite layering, and then I have a few meetings with Asda, with the past president, and with our new executive board team. And then I am picking up my parents from the airport, they live in Florida for the winter, not our Michigan home. So they are flying into town for exciting news. We have a white coat ceremony for my D2 class, which at my school, that's not the norm. Usually you have your white coat ceremony your first year. And we did have a virtual white coat that they offered us in October of our first year. And now that we're D2s, this October the current D1 class, class of 2025, had their in-person white coat, more of the traditional normal ceremony, family and friends were welcome to come and everything. And then after the fact, they then offered to our class to do one in March Again, the more normal, traditional, in-person format, so my parents are flying into town for that. That is on Friday this week, the 11th, and then we're going out to dinner, and then I'll probably just go home for the weekend to my Michigan house with them to spend some time while they're still in town, and after that, I have a few more weeks of March clubs and activities going on, seeing different friends that I haven't seen in a while, Thankfully, no conferences for me this month. There is the ASDA Lobby Day in Washington, D.C., but I am not able to go with my class schedule. We have a practical and another diagnostic sciences assessment that I just don't think I could miss. So that kind of brings us to the end of March, and then after that, we have finals for the second and third week of April, and then we have a week break, so Things will move pretty swiftly. I'll keep you posted on more detailed information week to week of anything exciting happening, but that was just kind of an overview because I don't have much to talk about for anything that happened this week because I was really just relaxing and then exploring the city, having a great time, and now I'm back ready for another week of classes. This week's episode, if you didn't notice from the title is with a first-year dental student at Marquette. She also has a mentoring Instagram page for pre-dents as well as a YouTube channel where she posts vlogs and helpful advice videos. So you can check those out as well after this podcast if you like what she has to say. So with all of that said and done in this week's intro, let's get into the conversation with Casual. Hi, everyone. So we have another guest here today, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves.
1: Hello. So um, I am Kajal Khatri. I am a first year dental student at Marquette University School of Dentistry. I actually went to Marquette for undergrad as well. So seriously, I've just been at Marquette going to be eight years. (laughs) So, um, be there for a while. And then my whole platform is kind of based on like mentorship and reaching out and helping pre-dental students. So, um, Personally, I just had a lot of mentors in my life when I was going through the whole application process, and um, I had a lot of people telling me how to apply for the DAT and how to study and how to apply to schools, and so um, I thought that it would be nice for me to kind of just give that back to other people who might not have someone specific that they can ask all of their questions to, so that's kind of what I do and what my platform is kind of based around.
0: That's awesome. And I feel like, assuming because Marquette has a dental school as well as the undergrad, they probably had a strong pre-dental program.
1: Yeah. So absolutely. You had there's those like, mentors. Yeah. It, I feel like it just attracts a lot of pre-dental students. There, are, there is like a seven-year, like, you know, direct admit program. But aside from that, there's just a lot of pre-dental students at Marquette as undergrads. So it's kind of nice because you have a lot of people that even, you know, like at the dental school too, like there's a lot of older students that I know just because they went to undergrad here as well.
0: That's awesome. It's like a little community that you get to stay in. Like you said, eight years, that's a long time, but hopefully you like it there. We'll talk about that a little later too. <laughs> um, so the focus of this episode, since you're in your first year. I thought we could really just talk about what your experience has been like, how your transition has been, because I think that's one of the toughest parts of dental school is just getting started that first semester. Um, So before we talk about that, though, there's a lot of students when this episode's going up that are getting acceptances into dental school, which is so exciting. Do you have anything you would want to tell yourself like last year when you were getting accepted to dental school?
1: Yeah. So (laughs) um, that it's so funny because it seems like so long ago even though it was just like a year ago for me um I guess like two things so the first thing that is my own piece of advice the other piece of advice is something that someone else told me um but my own piece of advice is just trust your gut if you're like fortunate enough to be able to be choosing between schools right now or even like if you have gotten into one school or none at all like just trust your gut because Most likely, you know, like where you're meant to be. And even if you like want something else or something like that, like, I don't know. Personally, for me, at least, I guess I, as I said, I'm going to be at Marquette for eight years. I did not want to be at Marquette for eight years um, when applying. I hate the cold weather. I like grew up around Milwaukee. I was like ready to leave. (laughs) And um, I applied to schools such that I could be in a warm spot and I could leave Wisconsin. And when I had my interview at Marquette, I seriously just felt a sense of home, this like whole sense of community. I totally knew that that's where I needed to be but I like, didn't want it, if that makes sense. So I kind of had to like come to terms with that and be like, yeah, that's actually like where I'm meant to be. And like, it's where I want to be. Um, So just trust your gut because you usually know like where you're supposed to be. Um, My other piece of advice is something that someone else told me actually as a pre-dent, it was a dental student actually that told me this. Um, They kind of just said, they were like, think about your support system and I mean, dental school is hard. We all know that it's really hard. And having your support system really close is sometimes really nice too. So as I said, I grew up around here. So my family is really close by. My sister is actually an undergrad at Marquette. So um, I have my support system really close. As I said, I also know a lot of people at Marquette. So I think that really, really helped with my transition as well. And I think was really helpful going from undergrad to dental school as well.
0: Yeah, I relate to that, too, because I stayed in the same state for dental school as where I grew up, where I went to undergrad, where my parents are and everything. And even though it's a bit of a drive, it's still nice. Like just it's comforting knowing that you have them there. You have family, friends, all of that.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's just it's nice knowing and like having that peace of mind in the back of your head.
0: Mm hmm. And I'm sure some people are more apt to moving across the country and would be totally yeah. fine. But for other people, it would be more of a struggle. And that's like you said, trust your gut. Like you know yourself, you know what you're doing. Exactly. You can handle. Like yeah. knowing
1: yourself and then also knowing where your support system is and how you're going to have access to that as well.
0: Mm-hmm. So, did you do anything before dental school started that made that first semester any easier?
1: So I know this sounds like a dumb answer, but no, not really. (laughs) And I guess I wanted to say it just because like, there's a lot of pressure, I feel like for you to like, go and assist and shadow and like take classes. I know like some people actually like take prep classes and stuff like that. And like, I didn't do anything. I seriously just relaxed. (laughs) Which I really appreciate because I think, especially going straight from undergrad to dental school, not taking a gap year, it's good to just take the like three months. I know you didn't have a summer, but for me, when I did have a summer, um, like taking that three weeks to just like chill, relax, and seriously do nothing was so nice because I feel like it helped me like not be super burnt out during the school year. Um so yeah I didn't do anything and don't feel the pressure that you need to do anything either.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. That's what I always tell people. I was just curious if you had anything to add but
1: Yeah. No.
0: <laughs> yeah, especially like you said us coming right from undergrad like you need that break. Like don't try to fill it with more learning.
1: <laughs> exactly. And it's like you're going to learn everything you need to know in dental school. Like learning it before is not going to make a huge difference. I mean it can but it didn't make a huge difference for me and I guess also like COVID was a thing so I couldn't really do anything if I wanted to but
0: yeah for sure so can you tell the listeners a little bit more about Marquette's Dental School and your experience this first semester that you had
1: yeah so um as we kind of said, I'm trans or I've transitioned kind of last semester from undergrad to to dental school. And I guess I've just learned a lot. (laughs) And I think that's something that was kind of a shock from undergrad to dental school. It's like you learn so much more in a day now than you did in undergrad. And I feel like Definitely takes a toll. Like, I feel tired way, way easier because I'm learning so much. And I think about now compared to like, I don't know, even like two months ago, I know so much more now than I did, which is crazy. And that's not really something that I felt in undergrad because I guess I find more value in the stuff I'm learning right now. Um, So I think that's something that kind of stood out to me in my transition, Um, in terms of like what I've learned. um, So there's definitely a mindset shift between undergrad and dental school, which I'm sure a lot of dental students can relate to. Uh, You know, in undergrad, you need to get A's and you want to do the best you can. And you're trying really hard and you're studying really hard. Not that I don't try hard now, but there's simply like so much that you need to learn. And there's so much on your plate that you can't be a hundred percent prepared for every single exam you take. And that's okay, but it's something that you really have to come to terms with. And I'm sure a lot of dental students can relate to that, is like, you're so used to being so prepared. And in dental school, you like can't. I I honestly don't think it's possible to be like 110% sure um, right before you go into an exam. So that yeah yeah. (laughs) I'm sure you can relate (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) so that's something that is definitely different and something very new especially you're just taking so many classes like you don't have time to do it so that's something that was very interesting to adjust to um I think the other thing also that I learned was just like how important it is to build relationships um with your classmates and with your faculty. I mean, the faculty that are in, at least for me, the faculty that are in the sim lab are also the faculty that are in the clinic. So they're teaching you through and through throughout your four years. So um, building relationships with them in sim lab is really nice because you're going to see them, you know, three years from now, three and a half years from now, um, in the clinic, and they're going to be helping you with actual patients. So it's kind of a cool experience having them see you like from day one to your last day. Um, but then also building relationships with their classmates, because you're all in the same boat, you're all taking the same classes, which is a new experience. And so, you know. At least for us, and I'm sure it's like this for you too. Like, if someone makes a study guide, they're going to share it with the whole class, which is super nice. Something I didn't have in undergrad. <laughs> so, um, just building those relationships with classmates is super important as well.
0: It's interesting. You mentioned your like SIM lab pre clinic faculty are the same faculty in clinic. Is yeah. it like your first year and then they keep following you, or is that just like full
1: time? They're always in both places they're always in both places. So okay, it's, yeah, I mean, I was talking to, so I didn't actually fully understand this until like yesterday <laughs> um, when I was talking to one of the faculty and he was telling me, he's like, yeah, every Monday I'm in Sim Lab, every Tuesday I'm in clinic, every Wednesday I'm here. And I'm like, oh, so interesting. So it's, yeah, I, I don't know. Is that how it, it is for you?
0: No. So we have like one person that's in D1 SimLab that is going to be in clinic primarily. And then the other like 10 are just pre-clinic faculty. And then for D2, you have even a whole new set of pre-clinic faculty. So not even the people you worked with first year, um, because our first year we do restorative and then our second year we're doing more like pros. It's like crowns. So it's kind of a different specialty, if you will. So it's new people that are best at teaching it basically and then even those people again none of them are in clinic and then in clinic you don't really interact with them unless you're assisting which we do a lot of at my school which is great but that's really the only way you meet the faculty is when you're actually up in the clinic like you don't interact with them with like classes as much and like pre-clinic things
1: huh interesting yeah Yeah. I think it's I think it's like half and half for us like it's like most of the faculty is in sim lab and clinic. Obviously there are some that are just in sim lab and there's some that are just in clinic, but that's an interesting thing that I guess I've never paid attention to.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's probably because I think some people join on as just like retired dentists wanting to give back. So they don't come to the school as often. And they're like a little more low key, but then there's people that are actual like paid faculty and those people, it makes sense that they would be in all the places working all week and everything.
1: Yeah. And I know like some faculty even have practices outside of yep. teaching, which is crazy and like amazing for them that they can handle both. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of cool. So like learning about the faculty and learning about their practice and where they practice, especially being from around this area, like I usually know where their practice is.
0: That's so true. I there's some people at my school that have gotten like job opportunities at the practices that the dentists like run even. So another good reason to make connections with your faculty.
1: (laughs) It just pays to talk to faculty.
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. So before we wrap up here, I have quite a few more questions just about your experience in dental school um, and how Marquette's dental school is structured in general. Could you talk, I guess, since we're on topic of clinical, can you kind of walk us through the flow of like, preclinical and clinical training at your school?
1: Yeah. So that's something that definitely attracted me to Marquette of them giving us that early clinical experience. So I actually, so your first semester um, of D1, you're basically mainly assisting, but that kind of looks different depending you can assist in your normal clinic, in pediatrics, in, um, you know, perio, there's a lot of things that you can assist in and you just get assigned to them. There's also like external off-campus clinics that you'll assist in. And then last semester, I also had the opportunity to do radiographs. So I did a full FMX on two patients basically by myself. So that was really intimidating, but good experience as well. Um, and then when you really start having your own patients is your D one summer. So when you start doing pro on patients, um, and then you kind of continue that through D two and then D three and D four is when you're mainly in clinic like 24 seven. Um, so that's kind of how you usually are, in sim lab, most of the time, your D1 and D2 year with a little bit of clinical work, and then it kind of shifts your D3 and D4 year.
0: How often? I'm sure it's probably a little different with COVID too. It's probably like yeah. thrown things off a tiny bit, but so you said you would start profies this summer. So after this yeah. semester, how often do you actually get patients? Like one a week, maybe, or is it pretty frequent?
1: You know, that's a great question. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I get that. You'll find out when you when you get there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've seen the schedule for this summer or at least what the D2s had last year. I don't remember exactly. But yeah, I'm I'm not actually sure on that one.
0: (laughs) Totally fine. I was just curious because we were supposed to start doing profis last semester, I think, but we still haven't because they don't have the space for us to do it. 'Cause our oh. school is like under renovation plus COVID. It like it's fine. I honestly I'm <laughs> not confident in profis right now. For everyone listening, I, I will get there, but um, <laughs> I I don't I don't miss it, is what I'm saying. Profis are honestly okay. they're honestly hard. I feel like that dental hygiene is harder than what we do, which is probably not accurate. They're probably both hard in their own ways, but like oh yeah,
1: like,
0: I don't know why. I think the hand scalers are so they can be confusing figuring out yes. the working ends and everything. And we haven't it is. kept up with it. Like we had some labs for it at the end of our first year. So it's already been two semesters and we haven't done anything. So of course I feel less confident.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that, I mean, I guess it makes sense. If you were supposed to start last semester, then it would have made sense. But yeah, yeah. that, uh, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying is that it is also really intimidating because I know for us like i don't know i guess when you come into dental school you think oh profies are going to be the easiest part and i know our hygiene faculty gets so annoyed when you say just a profie because it's not just a profie it is no. a lot of hard work yeah it is so it is. i remember it's... the d2s telling us like week 1 they're like never say just a profie because it's <laughs> never just a profie
0: <laughs> yeah but honestly it's hard it's taxing on your body and it's it's tough. But again, I still haven't even really done a prophy on like a real patient. We've done them on each other, but like okay. dental dental students have pretty good teeth. Like they don't yeah. have much for you to work on. So it wasn't, I think as a parent as when I work on someone with a ton of calculus, I'll be like, Oh, yeah. this is what it's supposed to feel like. So I'm sure it'll be yeah. fine. And we do no, put- That's Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say we do what's called like an OSCE, which is basically like a exam, like a clinical exam to make sure you're ready to start clinic at the end of the semester. So yeah. well, that will include all that kind of stuff. And I think that'll get make all of us a little more confident because we have to sh- show that we can do everything we're going to do on patients. So yeah. I think that'll help. It'll probably be a little scary, but at least I'll be like, oh, okay, I passed that. They think I'm ready. I must be ready. <laughs>
1: they like prep you for that especially if you're not gonna like have the opportunity to do like a profi before then I think
0: we're gonna have one more session where we work on each other um okay and you can like check out the perio cassette to practice like on your type it on, too so okay it's not terrible
1: (laughs) okay that's good that would make me more confident in it
0: yeah exactly so you mentioned that Clinical exposure was one of the things that attracted you to Marquette. What other things did you like about Marquette's dental school? I know you said it felt like home too, but is there anything else that you could tell yeah. listeners?
1: So I guess when I was choosing between schools around this time last year, um, honestly, the first thing that just drew me to it is like it's the cheapest school that I got into. And it's, I mean, dental school is expensive no matter where you go, but if I could save. I was going to do it. Um, so especially being an in-state student at Marquette, it is a little bit cheaper for me too. So that was like one of the main things that I was like, all right, like whatever I can get at another school that might be extra that I might not be getting at Marquette. I can definitely like learn on my own time and like figure that out in the future. Um, and then, yeah, just a sense of home. And I really saw this huge, just, community where everyone really wanted to help each other I know that I don't thrive in an environment where people are super cutthroat and they're trying to have competition with your classmates like that just doesn't work for me I'd rather be in a community where we're all helping each other and like I don't know we're all gonna have the same three letters after our name in the end so I would rather be in an environment where we're all helping each other get to that end goal rather than tearing each other down so that's something that I really saw at Marquette is just like a big community where you know students are talking to faculty students are talking to other students so um those are like the two main things that just like really really drew me in
0: yeah I feel like as I have an outsider perspective of course I really liked Marquette I applied there I did some pre-dental days and things because I'm drivable to Wisconsin from where I am And although I didn't even get accepted there, but I was really excited to apply and I totally saw what you saw. I was like, everyone here is so happy. They're all like so supportive. Like, Of all the schools I applied to, I think it was like 13. I would definitely say it was like the top two or three for like just environment. Like it seemed like everyone was just like actually enjoying themselves as much as they could considering it was dental school
1: still. (laughs) Exactly. And I mean, I remember during like the Q&A session during the interview, of course it was different for me because I had like virtual interviews, but even like through virtual interviews, I remember there were three students that were sitting and just like answering questions from the Zoom chat. One of them was actually Josie who um, has an Instagram as well. And so, and I remember the three of them were just like, laughing the whole time and like had the biggest smiles on their faces. And I was like, wow, they like, don't look like they're dying. And like, they don't look like they hate their life. Like they look like they're actually friends and they were actually all from like different classes as well. So I just thought it was cool that like, okay, they're from different classes. They're in dental school and they're still friends and they're smiling and like they're having fun, which was different. I didn't see that at other dental schools.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Two quick questions I thought of while you were talking. What's your class size?
1: Our class size is 100 people.
0: Okay. That's like perfect. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like not too big, not too small.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Ours is right around there too. We have 108, but then this semester, so my D2 winter, we get about 20 students that are internationally trained dentists already. And they join our class. They do one semester of like pre-clinic book work. And then they go into clinic with us and do the next two years to graduate as like being able to practice in the U S but so now we have like 130, I think, but so similar to your size, I would say for like our first two years, at least, I think that's the perfect amount. I know some schools have as low as like 30, some schools have like 200.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Which to me is too much, but yeah, I I like around a hundred. It's nice. Like I still know everybody, but it's not like way too small where where you're seeing the same people every day.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And then the other thing I thought of, do you come into dental school? Like, do they give you like a mentor in the class ahead of you or anything?
1: Yeah. So I guess you have like a few mentors when you start. So you share your SimLab bench with another D2. Um, so like, you know, you get a few drawers, they get a few drawers, they call that your D2 buddy. So I have a D2 buddy who, um, at the beginning of the year, the class um, president kind of just like sends out an email and they're like, all right, it's D2 buddy day. Like you come in and you meet your D2 buddy and you just chat and they share their tips and tricks with you. Um, I also got a tutor, which to me, I mean, my tutor is a D2 student. And so to me, she's been a huge help. Um, I text her all the time. (laughs) And so she's kind of a mentor in a sense as well. And then there's also a mentor program through, I believe the Wisconsin Dental Association. Um, So that's where you get paired with a dentist, like somewhere, I guess it could be in the Wisconsin area. It could be like, or I guess it's all in Wisconsin, but it could be in the Milwaukee area or like way wherever in Wisconsin. And they kind of ask you, like, are you interested in specializing? Are you interested in owning your own practice? They ask you all these questions and kind of pair you up with someone. So I have a mentor there as well. So a lot of people that I can talk to.
0: That's awesome. Is You're the only dental school in Wisconsin,
1: right? Yes, we are. So we get That's like, nice. all the attention.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is nice. Um, Okay, cool. I was just curious because I like to kind of compare between my school and other schools just so I know. How is
1: it for you?
0: Yeah, we, similar, the MDA does have that, like, mentorship program with, like, the dentists in Michigan, but it's not, like you have to seek it out. Like, I don't think probably half my class even knows that it's a thing, but like, you can look it up and get a mentor through that. And then um, you get, a lot of people have bigs if they're in a dental fraternity, dental society. So like, I have a big in my dental society. Um, And then the biggest thing is you fill out this like Google form of like, likes, dislikes, hobbies, and the student council for the class ahead of you pairs you with a D2 when you're a D1 in the class ahead of you based on like interests and preferences and everything. And that's like your main like mentor. We have the benches too, like you, but that's kind of up to the person at your bench if they like ever really, like mine left a nice note and like her phone number and said, reach out to me if you ever have, have any questions, but you're just so busy that like you really don't. So yeah, actually, I like what your school did that they made it like a day when like everyone's gonna come in and actually mingle.
1: Yeah, it's super nice. It's interesting that your like MDA mentorship is so different because ours is like crazy involved. Like we have a mentor dinner that we had. It was like a super fancy dinner last semester. And like we're going to a basketball game in two weeks. They do CE events. So like they have. They have so many things that like I don't even go to everything <laughs> like there's too much. <laughs>
0: yeah, we have they the MDA is involved with us a lot in a lot of different ways, like more, yeah, I would say like educationally and they bring in like panels or they host us at like restaurants and this stuff, but not distinct pairing us with Dennis. but I mean, they do they do a lot, which I do appreciate. and most of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah,
1: of course.
0: Most of it's only through Asda though, so if you're not an AsDA, you really don't get those resources which is also kind of interesting
1: <laughs> okay that's so that's another thing about marquette is that i our dean basically finds asda to be so important that he includes the dues into tuition so every student at marquette is in asda which i didn't realize is different at every school that some schools yeah. you actually have to join we're yeah. like automatically enrolled like we don't even yeah. have a choice <laughs> which is really nice <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think that's great because it it is such an amazing organization. I've had the opportunity to be involved with it a lot now as I'm progressing through school. So I I hope everyone joins asa even if their school doesn't auto enroll because I think it's a great opportunity.
1: Yeah, it it definitely is. And I haven't gotten super involved yet, but like I yeah, hope <laughs> we just haven't had the opportunity yet.
0: Yeah, for sure. Do you? Have any other student orgs that you're involved in, or were you really just focusing on like transitioning in general with classes?
1: So I was mainly focusing on transitioning, which is very different for me because in undergrad I was like ridiculously involved. Um, there are some dental fraternities, um, there are some other like just orgs in general. I honestly haven't gotten super involved. Um, I am in like the Hispanic Dental Association. Um, which just does like a lot of service in the community, which is super nice and kind of just like connecting with the Milwaukee community outside of just clinic. Um, So I am in that. But aside from that, I haven't gotten super involved yet. I was just kind of focusing on my transition and then hoping to get more involved starting like this semester and next semester.
0: Yeah, there's literally nothing wrong with that. I was just curious. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And on that topic, I guess of like making sure that you're good, like mentally and physically, can you talk about some of the things you do to take care of
1: yourself from week to week? Yeah, absolutely. So that was something that's very different again, from undergrad. I feel like in undergrad, I kind of just had time and I was able to do little things all the time. And now it's very, like, I actually have to dedicate a day where I'm like, all right, I'm not going to do anything. So it's usually a Friday or Saturday night where I'll choose. And I'll be like, all right, I'm not going to do anything tonight. Like I just need to like take a break. And usually like, I'll just go, go out to dinner or grab a drink from a brewery with friends, um, have a board game night, like something like that. Where I'm just not focusing on school. I think it just, Helps. Like, I remember there was one week last semester that I didn't do this, and I felt so burnt out the next week. It was awful. So, I think just taking that time at least once a week to just like chill and do nothing is really important. And then, I also, even though this has to do with studying, I think it just helps me take care of myself. Usually, every Sunday, I'll go to a coffee shop and study. I think it just like creates. A very enjoyable environment for me to study. And I, I am someone thankfully that can actually get stuff done in a coffee shop. I know a lot of people can't. Um, but yeah, every single Sunday, I am always at a coffee shop studying because it just helps me like set the mood for the week and kind of restart for the week. That's
0: great that you found a few things that keep your weeks like flowing nicely and let you kind yeah. of reset. I-, I agree. That's so important. If you miss that day of like taking time for yourself or with friends, you just, everything's thrown off for like weeks and weeks to come. So it's really important to take a break.
1: Yeah, no, it is. And like, you, you definitely feel that it like physically takes a toll on you if you skip that day or skip that time.
0: Yeah. Like I actually usually get sick, like a cold, so it's not good. (laughs) Hard on the immune system if you're not sleeping enough. True. So you said the coffee shop is part of your like weekly study, weekly planning. What else do you do? Like, how do you study? Do you use Anki? Do you use Quizlet? Do you write stuff out?
1: Yeah. So honestly, I think it just depends on the class. Um, So usually when I know I have a lot of exams coming up, I'll just create like a schedule for myself of like, all right, you know, I have five chapters to learn in seven days. Like I'm going to do a chapter a day or something like that. Um, So I'll usually create a schedule for myself. And then I think it just varies by class, how I actually study. So I know last semester for Perio, like I could just look at it and understand it. And I didn't really have to spend that much time with it. Whereas I know for like histology, I always went through and filled out the learning objectives. And I looked at old exam questions and I would like go through it like that anatomy I would really have to interact with it and create charts and go to review sessions and stuff like that so I think it just depends class by class which kind of sucks because I don't have like a go-to like this is how I learn and take some time to figure out but it's worked for me so far I guess.
0: Yeah I totally agree like we said we're in so many classes you can't honestly put the same type of studying effort into every class because there's not enough time. So you have to know which classes are easier to you and which classes are harder and distribute your studying that way. I, I do the same. So
1: yeah, no. And as I said, also, usually most dental schools have something where, you know, students are sharing their study guides and some of the practice questions that they've already filled out. So I think that's super helpful of like getting kind of like taking a quick look at that and using that as a basis for my actual studying as well.
0: Definitely. It's, we love those classmates that are ahead. There's exams in like a yes. week and there's like, here's the study guide. I'm like, oh, I haven't started studying yet. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> or like, here's a quizlet that I made already.
1: And I'm like, oh, thank you.
0: <laughs> yes. We love those people. I'm I'm that person like 10% of the time. There's like one class each semester that I like really get into. And I try to yeah. pull through with that to carry my weight for using all the
1: resources of everyone else. <laughs> I do the same because I'm like, I would feel bad using other people's resources, not providing Mine too. So yep. there's yeah. Once in a while, I'll give my stuff out too, and I'll be a super head and be like, "All right, <laughs> like this is the class I'm going to focus on."
0: Exactly. So you mentioned histology and perio. Are there any other classes you took last semester that were like your favorites, or really hard, or anything?
1: Yeah. So, um, honestly, histology was the class that I struggled with the most, and. Which is surprising because most of my classmates did not struggle with that class. Um,
0: so. <laughs> it's hard. Okay. I'm surprised. It is.
1: It is. And like we had a professor that she was, she told us on her first day, she was like, my exams are not easy. And I'm like, oh, wonderful. Um, so I guess most of my classmates struggled more with um, neurocranial anatomy. So that was a class that. For some reason, just made sense in my head. I don't know why, um, but that class really made sense to me, and histology made no sense to me. So, I felt kind of like an odd oddball, where I was like, "Okay, I'm struggling with this class that nobody else is struggling in." Or I'm sure there were probably one or two other people that were struggling, but I felt like I was the only one struggling in histology, whereas everyone else was struggling in a different class that I was doing fine with. So, just. Interesting to see that everyone has their own struggles here. Um, but in terms of my favorite class, um I guess I would probably say Perio just because it was every Friday and it was just a good way to like end your week of just doing something a little more chill. We could talk to friends and like just relax on Fridays. So that was probably like my favorite class. It's probably the easiest class too. So like that's probably why too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's so interesting now that I'm in my second year, most of our classes are very like dental specific. And yeah. other than like diagnostic, which is like pathology and interpreting radiographs and everything other than that class, all of the classes that are dental specific are honestly a lot easier than yeah. histology, immunology, like the systems classes, all of that is just so much information at once. And it's, yeah, it's kind of nice that, when you're learning about the stuff you're most interested in the dental stuff, it's also easier. And maybe that is because we're more interested in it. I don't know, but it just, it makes sense easier.
1: <laughs> no, it's true. And it's funny. Cause I was actually talking about that with someone yesterday. Cause I was like, well, I don't have any homework, but I was like, I guess that makes sense. Cause I only have, I guess we were talking about this before we started recording, but I'm in my first two weeks of like classes right now. And I guess our first two weeks, Um, we only have our dental school classes because a few of our classes are taught by undergrad professors and the undergrads don't start for two weeks now. So we have like half of our classes going on right now. And so I'm like, well, these are all like the easier classes because it just makes sense in my head and I'm more interested in them. Whereas I know in a few weeks we're going to have like our gross anatomy and physiology starting and i know those are going to be like tougher classes. So, it kind of sucks that i'm sitting and doing i have all this time but it's not like i'm like sitting here studying. So,
0: yeah, but take take the advice you gave to the pre-dents and exactly. just enjoy it.
1: Enjoy Exactly.
0: It. <laughs> so, my last question before we wrap up, what advice do you have for pre-dental students that are going to be applying?
1: Yeah. So, um I guess this has kind of been like my theme throughout, but seek mentorship and just like learn from other people. I think that's honestly the best way to get through like your dental school application process is learning from others, see what tips dental students have, or even like a student who's already applied a year ahead of you or something like that. Just seek someone who is willing to share their advice with you. Um, Also like find someone I guess a way to find a good mentor is someone who's actually honest with you as well. I know that especially going through like my personal statement, I could give it to anyone to read and someone might say, oh, this is really good, but you need to find that one person that's like, all right. I'm not trying to be mean, but like we need to restructure this whole thing or like give you actual tips and isn't afraid to be honest with you. And I think that's what makes a really good mentor, someone who's like willing to be honest with you and tell you the stuff that you might not want to hear. Um, So, yeah, that would be my best piece of advice is just find someone who's willing to share and who you're willing to learn from.
0: I like that. That's very very good advice. So last thing we talked about a lot today. Do you have anything else you want to share with students listening? Any closing thoughts or words of wisdom?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this is usually like, Aside from what I just said, the other advice that I literally always give to prenatal students, whether you're like about to apply or whether you're still in high school and like applying to colleges or whatever it might be, just be confident in who you are. There is always, always, always going to be someone who you know who's doing something different from you, but that doesn't mean they're doing more than you are you, I mean, my example is always, I never did research in undergrad and I felt like everybody who was pre-dental was doing research. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I should be doing that. But I also knew that I was focusing a lot of my time, probably more than those other students going and volunteering and gaining experience. So that was something that I had to learn just to be confident in myself because it'll all work out in the end. And just because someone's doing something different doesn't mean they're doing more than you. So that is my other piece of advice.
0: And what is the best way for people to follow you on YouTube and on Instagram? If they have questions or just want to see what you're up to.
1: Yeah. So my DMS are seriously always open. Feel Mm -hmm. free to reach out to me. So my Instagram is doing dot dental. Oh my gosh. Wow. I really messed that up. My (laughs) Instagram is doing dot dental dot school. And then my YouTube is also doing dental school.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Of course.